And it is Tuesday. That means it's time for Mobility Makers, brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters. But getting generations down them? Well, that's what really matters. Bridgestone. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. As you get ready for your morning commute, going to be climbing into your vehicle, which uh, to an increasing degree is loaded with technology. Some of it that we can actually operate. Some of it gives us headaches, uh, maybe migraines. And that has uh, really come into focus with a new J.D. Power study that shows that while consumers want more technology, they want it to be easy to use and intuitive. Paul Eisenstein joins us live. He is the publisher and editor-in-chief at thedetroitbureau.com. Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good to be with you, Guy. So, I mean, this is an ongoing theme when we see these J.D. Power surveys that so often... They're, they keep reaching higher for technology content, but they keep missing the consumer interface success. Yeah, well, that's a problem, I think, that all technology has. I'm sitting here in a home with all sorts of uh, home automation, and uh, I get lights that don't turn on when I tell Alexa to turn them on and things like that. Uh, but you mean you, auto- don't, you don't clap, Paul? <laughs> oh wait, let me try that. No, that didn't work. Uh, but automobiles are definitely becoming computers on wheels, and that poses a lot of problems. Uh, you, you've got several different issues. Number one, you've got a lot of people demanding technology, but then you have technology that can be difficult to work with, uh, and you have people that don't know how to use it, even if. Basically, they were shown, press this button on, press this button off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, it's, it's not surprising that technology will show up as some of the biggest concerns that people have. Uh, what's interesting to me is, is looking at what technology bothers people the most. And according to this uh, Technology Experience Index, TXI from Power, uh, it's some of the uh, some of the stuff that recognizes us, whether it's fingerprints, eyes, or uh, or facial recognition. Hmm. Now, I, Paul, the the study also found that some of these new automakers that that their tech, their innovative tech, they're more innovative uh, than brands that have been around for a while. Yeah, that's not surprising when you have these new automakers like Tesla, Lucid, Polestar, and the like. They have to differentiate themselves. In many cases, just offering battery drive isn't enough, so they're trying to find new ways to do things. And and some of this is really working. Uh, Tesla does have plenty of problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know that. Their quality is, is continually an issue uh, when it comes to the stuff that we expect automakers to get right, like fitting body panels together, making sure that seats are bolted down. But a lot of their high-tech stuff people love, and it makes makes them really happy to be in a Tesla versus, say, an electric vehicle from Ford or GM. You, you, you referenced the biometric features, the facial recognition, fingerprint readers. Forgive me, I mean, I'm in a 2017 vehicle, but where are these biometric features being used? How would I be using them, and why are they calling, causing such consternation? Well, there's a few different places. BMW, for example, has gesture control. So you can do things like uh, waggle your finger to tell volume up or volume down on your audio system. Genesis has used a number of different technologies, including 
uh, facial recognition and fingerprint recognition so you don't have to bother to bring a car, a key along when you go driving your car. Mm. Uh, great ideas, and we have them in a number of other places. I mean, look at, look at our cell phones today. Uh, most of them are recognizing our face when, when we want to start up the phone. But it doesn't always work in an automobile. Uh, and, Paul, explain this, this plug-and-charge technology uh, oh. that people want uh, who have EVs. Some 75% say they want that in their next vehicle. Oh, I absolutely want it. I have, as you know, an F-150 Lightning. And I, one of the biggest challenges that people run into when they go to charge is plugging in your information, whether it's a credit card or an app on the phone. Uh, it can just take a little bit more time than you like. And, and going forward, one of the advantages for an EV will be able to just pull up to a charger, take the charger plug, and plug it into your vehicle, and the car and the charger will talk to one another. It'll say, hey, I'm car number XY, and here's my credit card information. Just go ahead and charge me. Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and and we're only beginning to see that become the norm out there. Uh, it can save you, well, you know, it's the middle of a winter, and uh, when you're at the gas pump, you're plugging in all your information, putting in your credit card, having to tap out your zip code and so mm -hmm. on, and you're getting drenched or, or snowed over. Uh, this can cut the time you'll have to spend outside your vehicle because you're going to spend more time in your vehicle waiting to charge. Paul, when you look at these technology fails... And, you know, it's J.D. Power lays it out by brand. And, by the way, Hyundai, Kia, GMC, Ram, Subaru, Chevrolet, all above the segment average. So did better than the industry average. So good news for General Motors there with Chevy and GMC. Also, yeah. Cadillac did very well among the, the premium brands. But when you look at this, is it, a, is it a failure of design and construction of the tech or is it a failure, not to beat up on the dealers, but is it a failure of, of not doing a good enough walkthrough with the consumer at the time of delivery? The answer is yes. It's all. Uh, and it depends on the manufacturer. It depends on the equipment. In some cases, technology just isn't particularly good. It's maybe not, it doesn't really belong in the vehicle. You can really question whether we should have fingerprint readers and the like uh, in a vehicle. Uh, in some cases, it's because of the user interface. And I, as you know, I'm driving two or three different vehicles a week very often. Right. And so I get to see, I get out of one, I go into another, I try to pair my phone, or I try to use my voice to do navigation. And some of them are so easy and intuitive. Some vehicles are just so good, whether it's using voice or the screen, uh, that it's very intuitive. It even... even uh, the, the least tech-savvy people can figure out how to do things. Other vehicles, the, the user interface is extremely difficult. You have to learn obscure commands. You have to dig down five levels deep to do something as simple as pairing a phone. Uh, that's a mistake, but you're right. Dealers are very often a real problem. Uh, I have to say that while I knew a lot of the things about my Lightning, my dealer over in Ferndale was absolutely great. He really brought out a lot of things I didn't know in the vehicle, and it made a huge difference once I drove off. And you're in the business. <laughs> well, that's how, yeah. that's how complicated a lot of the things are. Sure. I mean, all you have to do is, if you've ever had to use Word or Photoshop, you may know how to use the basic stuff, but when you have to dig down to do a, a, a few other things, uh, 
and if the if the automakers bury commands fairly deep, it can be very difficult to find them. Yeah. Uh, interesting that of the 70, 17 of the 21 advanced features that were rolled out across the industry that were surveyed here, it found that EV owners reported more problems than owners of gas-powered models with the same technologies. Are EV owners just crankier? Do they have higher standards? Is that also a takeaway? I think that's part of it. EV owners are more likely to go digging deep to find out how to do all sorts of things uh, just because they they like technology and they're going to complain when it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Uh, so I think that, that's part of it. Uh, some of it is also peculiar to the EVs. Automakers are still learning how to make the stuff work right. So I, I think it's a combination of things. But, yeah, I, I hate to admit it, we're cranky. All right. Well, uh, stop shouting at Alexa, Paul, and, uh, and clapping your hands. And uh, listen, have a great morning. Thanks for being with us and explaining this, uh, some, some warning signs to the industry from J.D. Power. Good to be with you. All See right. you, Paul. You can find Paul Eisenstein and uh, a lot of great insights at thedetroitbureau.com. When we come back, the Republican on the Board of Education reacting to Dana Nessel not giving guidance about Governor Whitmer's new education plan. That's next on JR Morning.